0: Thank you so much for tuning in to OK Clinton. Clinton. Today, we're going to talk with Josh Eggers, who is the director of Parks and Recreation for Clinton.
1: We are so excited for you guys to learn a little bit more about what makes Clinton Clinton. I know I learned so much about just the Clinton Recreation and Parks and Rec Department from talking with him. So we hope that you guys learned something, too.
0: Hello. Hi, Josh.
1: Hi. <laughs> Welcome to OK Quintin. Yes, we're so excited to talk with you today.
2: Very good. Glad to be here.
1: So can you introduce yourself to our listeners today? Tell us who you are, what you do.
2: Yeah, sure. My name is Josh Haggers. I'm the Parks and Recreation Director. I've been with the city since 2010. I've uh, am got a lovely wife, Danielle, and four kids. Um, I've been working in this profession since 1999 when I started out at the YMCA. Uh, that's kind of where I cut my teeth and learned uh, the whole world of public service and it's kind of groomed me. I've, ha- I've held positions uh, as the uh, uh, camp coordinator, uh, youth sports coordinator, aquatics director for a while, uh, interim director at the YMCA and then ultimately program supervisor and then par- uh, parks and recreation director um, as of 2017. So I've been in this world a long, long time and happy to do it and uh, i glad to be here. So
0: That's cool. It sounds like you're very... Um you have a lot of experience in different kind of areas. So I'm excited to hear all yeah. about like your perspectives on sure. happening in Clinton. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I guess our first question is, um, what can Clintonians expect over this summer? Because it's looking very different yeah. than past summer.
2: Yeah. You know, I think you'll see, you know, some of your events are, are starting to cancel, but some are still starting to go on and nobody really has like a clear cut, what's the right, what's the wrong way to do. I think we get guidance from the governor, um, but I think sometimes she always reiterates personal responsibility. I think that's been a big trend for this summer is uh, we wanna make sure that we're protecting the people. Um, We, for example, have a summer camp going right now. We're probably about 40 to 50% of our normal capacity right now because I think people still probably have some reservations, even though we're able to have a full camp right now. um, Not everybody's necessarily comfortable with that. Um, Same thing with your swimming pools. We were delayed, delayed, delayed because we just didn't know. Uh, some of our surrounding neighbors in our Iowa Parks and Recreation Association, some just pulled the plug right away. Some were waiting and some were, you know, planning on opening as soon as they can. Uh, and that's kind of where we fell. Uh, we want to be able to give people the opportunity to still swim and just be a little modified version because you still have to keep that six foot social distance, um, which affects us in big ways because we've got a fitness center. We've got a, a the lodge for for rentals, for weddings and um, you know, having to tell people they couldn't have their wedding reception this spring was is, is very difficult to do. Um, yeah. That's you know some some of the biggest moments in people's lives, and unfortunately, they weren't able to have that. So, um, even talking with our Fourth of July festival, uh, it's going to be a very scaled down version. I, the parade won't happen. Um, it's just going to be very limited. We'll still have like our wiffle ball or uh, volleyball and our bags tournament, which which happens every year because you can kind of have some seclusion with that, but just nothing that really gathers groups in large sizes. So. Um, A lot of the same programs will still happen. It's just going to be a very scaled down version of what they were. Even with our sports programs, we uh, had to cancel our spring soccer season, which was very hard for us because A, it's our biggest revenue generator um, in our department, uh, but B, it's our biggest program in general. So that's 800 kids approximately that didn't get to do a healthy activity that normally would. So we've been impacted uh, dramatically uh, by what's going on, but we're hoping to slowly start getting back in. But I think the general uh, census is just, Moving forward, but with a little reservation and uh, and probably optimism, I think would be a good way to yeah. Use.
1: That makes sense, and I'm glad that you guys are um, using common sense and your resources and kind of feeling things out before you go all mm-hmm. out. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah,
1: good that you're still able to do some
0: of the things, and most of them just at a limited capacity.
2: Correct. Yep. So,
0: well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess like for yourself personally, what are some of your favorite outdoor activities to do in Clinton?
2: Well, that's a great question because there is so much to do in Clinton. I've always told people if you're bored in Clinton, that's a you problem because there is so much to do. I'm a river rat. I love being on the river. I love golfing at the golf course. Uh, just just being outside playing in the, the kickball league up here at the Erickson Community Center, playing in volleyball league, sand volleyball leagues. Um, and I think that's one of the big things you'll see too on riverfront. We've got those beautiful new sand volleyball courts. We've got great leagues down there, but that's probably one of my favorite pastimes is volleyball. My, my daughters all play volleyball. So I get to go watch them, but uh, I think they all play because they know that's my favorite sport and they've been around it since they were kids. So um, that that's some of my favorite activities, just golfing and going on the river and um, all the festivals, you know, the finally Fridays, what a great you know, mm-hmm. event that is. Um, last year we did the music on the avenue so there's a lot of fun things and uh, just basically being in a social gathering with my friends and uh, that's that's some of my favorite stuff to do so
1: yeah that's awesome like that's what we like to do too we love being on the river and like on the dike. Mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time up there and unfortunately the showboat season got cancelled this yeah. year but yeah. we yeah. love spending some time up there so yeah, there's a lot of things to do in Quinton and I, I've enjoyed my summer thus far, even though it looks yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. So, can you tell us about some upcoming projects that the Parks and Rec Department is heading? Because we've heard some really cool projects are mm-hmm. starting, mm-hmm. and yes. we were just taking the survey that uh, the Parks and Rec Department had sent out. Yeah,
2: so. thank you. Thank you for doing that. Tell, <laughs> tell your friends, tell everybody you can. So yeah, I, I'll gladly talk on that. And if if you don't mind, maybe I'll segue into that and kind of talk about some of the recent ones we've just accomplished because we've, yeah, had, some, be
1: amazing, yeah.
2: we've had some heavy hitter projects that that just wrapped up. So uh for the last few years we've been working on the Jergenson Soccer Complex. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a project that took the the three-tiered system. You remember it was like the top level, the middle level, yeah. and the bottom level. And then there was that undeveloped southwest corner. Well, That's all been leveled out. The Southwest corner has been developed. So we're gonna have now a streamlined soccer presence for our youth programming in Clinton with a nice brick and mortar restroom concession, beautiful flat irrigated fields. We have water to keep it uh, green all summer long. So we're very excited about that project. And that was um, through our capital improvement process and also a grant from the CCDA uh, gaming grant um, was able to help pay for that project. So we're really, really proud of that project. Um, Another one we did Last year was the uh, national fitness campaign, you know, that fitness court up on Riverfront.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, awesome. cool. It's
2: awesome. So we got a grant to do uh, partial funding for that as well. And we were the first city in the state of Iowa to get that court and uh, to have that court system put in, in the state. So we we're very proud of that system. Oh. Um, and I, I know there's a group that was just there this morning at 530 in the morning. I think on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 530, they go there. Uh, another gentleman was running some free classes on Saturday and that's free fitness for Clinton. And we targeted that spot because, you know, the riverfront is already a natural segue to run, jog, yep. walk, whatever we try to do, and then trickle on down to that fitness system. And, man, what better view than the than, than Mississippi River. So yep. uh, pretty proud of that one as well. And then you go a little further to the south, and you've got uh, the, the, the the Clinton Pool, the municipal pool. It's got new fun umbrellas, It's got a new drop slide. It's got some shade structures. So a lot of improvements there. And then just uh, down from that, you've got the brand-new pickleball courts yeah the sand volleyball so all these things were some of these were identified in our parks master plan which we put together in 2017 that kind of gave us guidance on like what does the community want pickleball was a big clamoring so we've got like one of the few eight court pickleball complexes in the state um and one of the things we plan on doing upcoming for that is to put in new led lighting around it just like we did at our softball field so the, field, oh. the poles that are there now, they're old, they're wooden, they're susceptible susceptible to, to get blown down in strong wind. So having nice brand new LED lighting will really highlight that, uh, yeah. that project. Uh, but some current projects we're doing, um, the Erickson Community Center is turning 50 years old this year. So the, actually this June, yeah, we're turning 50 and we're rehabbing the building. Um, we put in a new fitness center in the upper level back room meeting space, which overlooks the pond, which is one of the best views you can possibly ask for. Uh, so we got uh, equipment out of a Madison YMCA um, that's only seven years old, which is some of the most top of the line equipment that, that you'll see. And we're excited that we got it. Um, so we're trying to get to a 24 hour membership platform, which is exciting. Uh, we're going to redo the stage downstairs and eliminate it because a it's, it's, it's elevated. So it's not ADA accessible or wheelchair accessible. Excuse me. Um, and we're going to turn that into a concession stand area. Uh, so that when you're watching your kiddos' basketball games on a Saturday morning, it'll have plexiglass on both sides, so you'll be able to visually look into both gyms. Um, awesome. Reviewing our restrooms for ADA compliance and accessibility, um, some aesthetics to the outside of the building. So uh, that's a pretty cool project we have going. Um, also at Eagle Point Park, we're putting in lighted bollards. That's what they're called. It's like a four foot pole with wow. the light at the
1: top. Those are nice. Yeah, they're nice.
2: Yeah. Very- yeah. So when you drive into like a reception at night, you know and. uh, it's seven o'clock and it's dusk and all of a sudden you drive through this nice, beautiful guidance to the, to the parking lot. It's going to be really eye catching and also functional because um you know, when you have your symphony of lights in the wintertime as well, you know, people, when there's snow, it's kind of you get closer to the edge and it kind of it kind of does some wear and tear on the, on the asphalt. So it'll help with that part as well. Um, but yeah, so that, that's some of the bigger projects we have, but then the feasibility study uh, that you alluded to, that's probably one of the bigger things we have going now because uh, for a long time, and I don't know if you guys both probably played sports through Clinton. Um, typically, when you get to the travel level, we're always sending kids to other towns to spend dollars because you're going to Bettendorf's or Davenport's or Sterling's. You're paying the, door, the, the money at the door to get in. You're buying their concessions. You're probably buying their gas when you come home. So we've got a lot of club presence here with volleyball, with basketball, uh, even with baseball. So we said, let's just take a look and see what the city of Clinton would have an appetite for. And the surrounding area, because all of our area communities, your Comanches and Fultons and Goose Lakes and Prestons, uh, et cetera, would all benefit from it because they would probably participate and have some of those towns come here to play. You know, have a Bettendorf or a Davenport come here um, and have tournaments and have adequate fields, sizes, dimensions, and and quality. I think that's something that we really want to incline as a whole. And we've got a pretty good response so far. Uh, About 1,500 people have responded so far. Um, I think they want to try to get uh, 10% of your population is a good goal. So we'll run that survey the rest of June. Um, And that's available on the city's website at cityofclintoniowa.us or the City of Clinton Parks and Recreation Department Facebook page. There's a direct link. Uh, So we strongly encourage people to take that because if you've ever wanted that in your community, this is your chance for your voice to be heard. And it does not have to be uh, a certain age to to take the survey. You don't have to be from Clinton to take the survey. We just want the community neighboring surrounding communities input on what we would want here in Clinton. And that will be something we'll look forward to doing uh, hopefully in the next, uh coming years so
1: yeah we'll definitely make sure to link that because it's not a very long survey and some of the questions actually get you thinking about like what you'd like to see in Clinton mm-hmm. I mean we were just taking it and we're like wow I've never even I never even thought about like an indoor track or like some of the other kind of ideas and so it's, yep. it gets you very excited to see like what the future of Clinton could look like for absolutely, sure. absolutely. Uh,
0: where do you think that that complex would be or is it too far to like to say like i guess like where in clinton you'd want to put
1: that or yeah
2: so when i took over as director i kind of had a vision of i called it the trifecta if you will like the riverfront was kind of your happen and hopping you know, your lumber kings games your campgrounds your your action your biking your band shell etc the pool um and then you kind of eagle point park which is kind of your serenity just your calm you know just go to have a picnic, go on a playground, overlook the river. But then Emma Young Park is where most of our sports take place right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with Jurgensen being the exception where our soccer fields are. We've got softball fields here. You've got the central hub for the uh, Erickson Community Center building itself. Um, so right next to the pond, there's a large chunk of land that's, that's undeveloped. Um, and then to the southwest corner, there's a cornfield that's, that's got about a 15-foot elevation difference, which for a ball field is not that bad if we were uh, able to level that off. So right here on the Emma Young property could be like your sports mecca, because um, we've already got a, a good footprint here already with our sports programs. So yeah. adding those amenities here would be great. And overlooking the pond, again, what better uh, use of the of a waterway um, than to put a facility right next to it. So we'd probably try to target this area right here, which is where the central hub of our uh, our office spaces and our administration building. So just kind of tying it into that.
1: Do you think you'd still have the cross country uh, like path out there still too?
2: Yep. Yeah, that would be the that would be the goal to keep that because um, the idea would be to get trails throughout this property as well. Just because if you had a place where you could go and again those lighted bollards come back into play, if you had like a nice lighted trail throughout, and and that could be used down.
1: That'd be so nice. Yeah,
2: you know, you bring your kiddo on a stroller and you walk them through, or you're able to ride your bike or whatever, and you've got this beautiful green area that's you know got a beautiful fields and a beautiful complex in it. Um, I'm
1: envisioning it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I ran cross country, and I know Kate's sister also runs co- cross country mm-hmm. currently, and it was like all the time we'd run out there. Sometimes really early in the morning mm-hmm. for like coming and different things, and it would be so dark. But I mean, yeah. it would be fun. But um, I can definitely envision a nice, serene, like yeah. lighted mm-hmm. path around the pond, and mm-hmm. that would just be so nice.
2: I agree. And there's a lot of timber here too. There's a lot of acres. So to put it in perspective, uh, it goes all the way down to where the Whittier school street is that that's all city owned property all the way down to that street there. I think it's second. Don't quote me on if it's second street, second Avenue, I think second Avenue, maybe. Um, but there's still a lot of timber in play, you know, cause we're talking about using existing open field and existing open farmland uh, that the city owns and not necessarily a lot of removal of trees. So the timber aspect would still be in place. So you still get the chance to see deer, Walking through the property and things like that, so it really is a pretty good setting for for a space like that to take place.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I guess I also have a question about. I've heard I've heard that some like bike trails are like, are you guys working on any
2: mm-hmm.
0: anything with biking?
2: Yeah, so there's there's a trails commission, and uh, I think Zane Pennock from the city engineering department uh, takes the lead on that from the city staff. Uh, obviously, the parks as parks and recreation, we're always involved, but we don't. Um, necessarily have like the guidance to, like where those trails are gonna be and how much it's just a matter of trying to incorporate trails as often as we can if if a new road is going in can we add a trail to it or if you know okay. if a new park is going in is there is there trail access to it or how hard would it be but uh as far as trails go currently we do have an upcoming project where we are going to redo some of our trails up, up on the north end from like 25th north up to eagle point park um kind of uh, put like an asphalt overlay to the, so they're nice and smooth and kind of do some modifications so they flow a little bit better. So um, but yeah, the, the new and upcoming trails typically stems from the trails commission, which is uh, uh city appointed um, members of the community that help dictate and give the direction on that. So oh, that's,
1: oh, that's really great. Yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it definitely sounds like there's so many things that have just happened in Clinton and that are continuing to happen. Um, kind of under your leadership, a lot of these projects mm-hmm. sounds like. So I know this is probably a hard question, but out of all the things that you've mentioned, what has been your like most prized accomplishment yeah. so far in working in the Clinton district?
2: Yeah, I, I, I've got to gotta say the Jurgensen soccer fields and uh, for multiple reasons. A, it was a great project, but B, when I started at the YMCA in 1999, the YMCA ran the youth soccer program. So my first job ever um, when I started in this in this field was painting soccer fields. And it was not necessarily run down, but I personally mowed it myself. I painted all the soccer lines and me and another partner would help move the goals into place and I would work the program on the Saturday. So I've been very, very tied to that property uh, you know, for about 21 years now going on. It, it makes me sound so old to say that. But um, so that's where my passion for this job kind of started was getting to work on that project and then being in a position to get some funding procured, you know, working with the previous director because that's where it started was it was him and I together kind of bringing this uh, idea to the table. and um, But actually being a part of the actual finalization of it and getting it to the point where it is now. And you, if you drive by and overlook where that Home Depot is and you, you're driving down the hill and you just see it, and how well it's being maintained and just the green grass and the crisscross patterns that I've got to give big kudos to our our grounds turf technician Dustin Krogman does a great job maintaining that facility. Um, The parking lot just got new striping as we were before it was always gravel for all the years and that gravel would be overgrown with grass so just to see it transition from what it was which was a great program and a great property at the time and just to make it what it is now and being a part of that whole process was that's one of the ones that I'm most, most proud of for sure.
0: That's really neat. I, I spent a lot of time up there as a kid, playing soccer. Yeah. I, can, I can personally attest to going up all those hills, so it'll be nice <laughs> to just have a clean, straight path for that, especially yeah. with families yeah. who have like like a lot of kids and me yeah. navigating that. So that's exciting. I'm excited to go, take a look at that.
2: Yeah. And we're not done yet either, because we have uh, 52 trees coming. Um, we, we were able to get a grant, the Align Energy branching out, our branching out grant. Um, so with that paired with some city dollars, we're going to put 52 new trees in that park. So that's going to be a huge addition, not only to the aesthetics, but also to the windbreak for the neighboring uh, residents that live there. Um, so it's really, it's really a pretty awesome project. That's
0: yeah. really great to hear. Uh, I guess like so you've mentioned so many different unique projects that are happening in Clinton. I guess what, if anything, do you hope to see in the Clinton community looking forward that maybe you haven't mentioned?
2: Oh, that I haven't mentioned. Um, I'd have to defer back to the Parks Master Plan because it, it's funny you mentioned that about so many projects because sometimes... I have to be reminded of projects that we just did. You know, they they say, mention your, like, top two that you highlight and you talk about, and they say, oh, what about that project? Oh, my God, like, you forget that we did that one, too, because it has been just such a busy three years, and we're so fortunate because we've got a great council right now that's supporting these projects. We've got a great Parks and Rec Advisory Board that's helping drive these projects. So I think just continuing to assess what the needs of of the community are, continuing to reference the Parks Master Plan, uh, i know that we do have some plans to add some more playgrounds in the future uh, we'd really like to see more ada compliance wheelchair accessibility that's something we've got planned in the near future as a project that we'd like to continue making taking the things that we already have and, and making them better improving them but also seeing where we're deficient what we don't have and just adding adding amenities that we don't have so not nothing specifically i'm coming to mind right now but just we're always thinking of new projects to do and we're always trying to find funding for them, whether through a the capital improvement process or through grants or or whatever, but uh, just always kind of keeping our eyes moving forward and what is the next, what is the next new pickleball? Because that kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah. Sudden, <laughs> it's one of the most heavily utilized uh, facilities that we have. So always looking for, like, what is the next, you know, so
1: yeah, just well, always I, looking ahead. Yeah, that is definitely a great mentality to have. And I'm really excited to see the future of Clinton. I mean, a couple of days ago, we talked to the mayor and his vision for Clinton, and it just like, I don't know, it makes you more excited to be a Clintonian and more proud of our community as I get to talk to more and more of these city officials and leaders. it's It's just amazing how many things that there are to do. I mean, I think you said it very correctly (laughs) when you were like oh if you don't have if you say there's nothing to do in Quentin that's a you problem and I wholeheartedly (laughs) agree because I'm like there's even just a nice walk on the dike or just like you know going around Eagle Point Park is so nice and it's something that a lot of communities don't have
2: absolutely absolutely I appreciate you guys as youth who who had that appreciation um, because a lot of times it is that the younger mentality when they graduate they're like oh I want to get out of this town like it's just I don't know if it's just a built-in mentality, but a lot of times when they come back and they have a new appreciation, like, oh man, there was really stuff to do here the whole time, you know? so. Yeah, think, that's for sure. I think what you'll expect to see is that we, we never settle. We're always looking to the future. We're always looking for new and improved, awesome things for Clintonians to do, because, and surrounding area residents as well, because ultimately we want people to come to Clinton, you know. Yeah. Clinton is such a beautiful location and the, the riverfront is second to none we've had people come from out of state and out of town, come to our riverfront or our Eagle Point and look out at the river and they're just baffled by how beautiful it is here. So really, uh, you know, Clinton is a mentality and how you Clinton is up to you. And that's that's Mm -hmm. something I think is important.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, that's for sure. I
0: guess we just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk more with us and just talking more about the, opportunities that clintonians really have
1: um to get involved in the clinton area yeah thank you so much and i'm looking forward to seeing all these projects we're definitely going to push that survey and yeah yeah. (laughs) i gotta buy some pickleball paddles
0: yes i gotta i gotta utilize the spaces that we have because they really truly are just amazing um facilities so
1: absolutely Hopefully we'll be out there soon. Yeah. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Glad to do it. I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think that's, it's pretty awesome. You guys have that drive to do this. So glad to be a part of it.
1: I feel like I have so much more appreciation for Clinton and all of the outdoor facilities that are in it.
0: Yeah. I would so agree because, you know, driving around Clinton, we may not appreciate those spaces day to day, but After talking with Josh more about what um, his team does to make sure they look so beautiful, it's definitely something to be more mindful of. So to our listeners and to us, Olivia, we need to make sure that we're utilizing those beautiful outdoor areas.
1: Yes. So thank you so much, Josh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us and our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast.
0: Stay tuned for the next episode of OK Clinton. See you next time.